Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. My name is Mary Brzeek. And I'm Kim Dillon. We are two pediatric speech-language pathologists with a combined 25 years of experience. We are your source for speech, language, feeding, play, and much more in between. Welcome to the Speech Source Podcast. Today, we have an exciting guest on. Her name is Kate Team, and she is the owner and founder of Audios Team, which is an amazing digital account on Instagram, social media, and she is a travel content creator. And she really focuses on traveling with young families, which is an amazing little niche for us, especially because we are talking about speech and language and feeding with kids. And it is just a whole nother level when you talk about doing those everyday things when you're traveling. And Kate, you do it so well. Thank you. It's, you know, experience and time. And the more I do it, I guess the better I get. But also there are more different hurdles the older the kids get. Yeah. Well, and And Kate, you really travel the world with your kids and I mean, show them so many different experiences. Where did you guys just get back from? We got back from the Highlands in North Carolina. This is fabulous mountain town. It's about three hours outside of Atlanta. So we flew into Atlanta because then the the roads weren't as windy. Okay, I've never heard of that area. How did you find out about it? Or do you have family there? One of my really like, best friends. She lives in New Orleans and that's where the New Orleans people summer. <laughs> oh, how interesting. I want to back up a little bit and ask the ages of your kids and when you started traveling with okay. your kids. Okay. So Margaret is five and Wheezy is three. We started traveling with them when Margaret was four months old. Where did you guys go for road trips from Fort Worth, Texas? We really go to Crestview, Colorado. Oh, so long road trips then. Yeah, it's about 14 hours. Yeah. Okay, so where? how old were your kids when you went there? I mean, we started going earlier, but the first with both of them, I think Wheezy was, oh gosh, five months old. And we realized, so before that, we would actually fly to Denver, rent a car and drive, or we'd you know fly to Crestview, it's just more expensive. I had no idea how easy it was for road trips with such a young kid. And that's when we started doing, you know, every two to three hours, we'd stop and I'd find a park on the way off the highway. And so the kids will both get to run around and stretch their legs and they live for those park breaks. Did you look at that beforehand, make a map or route your trip and your stops, or do you just kind of find it on your phone as you're ready to stop? On my phone. So I'll look ahead. I know which towns we're stopping through. And so then I'll do a quick Google search and see and kind of compare it to the map. And that's how I find them. And since then, I now star them. And I also have some, you know, negative stars that we will never stop there again. (laughs) I'm sure. Well, how do you plan the bathroom thing then if you're going through and stopping at a park instead of a gas station or a McDonald's or something? A lot of times we will stop at the gas station and then go to the park. And then during the potty training phase, we'd bring a little potty with us because even, you know, you tell your little kid to go potty, they never completely do. And for some reason, running around in the park always makes them go. So when they're really little, bring a little potty because it has worked out in our favor before. So whenever looking at the road trip 
part, have you guys found when you set off on a really long trip, because our for our family, we like to leave really, really early to get like a big chunk of sleeping time for the kids in the morning, like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning early. And then they'll sleep for a big portion of that. And then I feel like we've gotten a big part of it out of the way. Have you found anything like that that works for your kids? Maybe you leave more in the evening or what have y'all found that works for road trips? Just helping them get through long portions of it. We, we leave at three in the morning from, you know, Texas and I make them sleep, no TV, no iPads until seven. And then that's when we pull over for breakfast. That's kind of our routine. Also, we've sometimes even made it to like eight 30 before. And then it's so exciting to like, okay, we're like four or five hours in and now you can have your electronics. <laughs> Well, so then what do you do after you stop for breakfast? How do you get through the long day? Do you kind of have just iPad time or set schedule for snacks or how do you do that, Kate? Yeah, I will say for travel days, it's kind of like whatever works. Like I don't, I don't limit snacks because snacks are, you know, they kill time and kids live for those snacks. So I have a thousand different snacks. We do pull over and we have a picnic lunch. So I have like sandwiches, things like that. But, you know, if your kid likes to be on the iPad, get them on the iPad. I mean, really it's survival for travel days and that's flying or driving. As long as they're safe and content, you're good. Let's dive into education a little bit. So Kim and I started the speech source because we saw that the aftermath of COVID and kids just being able to get out and experience their environment was so profound for kids. And travel, of course, nobody could travel, but also not even being able to go to your own grocery store, not being part of your school, not being able to go to the parks without just kind of being worried about the germ situation. And that really detrimentally affected so many children. And we saw, like the world saw, the importance of having kids experience life in so many different ways. How do you view travel with your kids and what's your goal and what drives you to do this and make it a priority for your family? I love exploring new cultures and meeting new people and different foods and things like that. I didn't want to stay home. I didn't want to leave my kids at home. And so I just started bringing them. And our our trips are not all 100% kid-focused. We do a few fun things with them every day, but we also do stuff for ourselves. It's so much fun seeing kids, even at a playground, in a different country, playing alongside kids that may not even speak their language. Yeah, there's no language for play. Yes, exactly. We tell families a lot of times if they travel and they're in speech therapy, they get concerned if they're going to be gone for two weeks or maybe even three weeks and missing that time in speech therapy. And I always tell families not to worry about it because consistently over the years, I've seen kids come back from traveling and they've had these language bursts and just being out of their routine and their environment and experiencing something new, a lot of times really helps encourage language growth. And have you seen that coming back from places with your kids? 
ever? A hundred percent. I've seen my daughter get more confident. She used to be very shy and timid. And also, you know, having two girls, they're 26 months apart. Every time after we travel, they're a little bit closer. So it's not only meeting other people, but it's them bonding together because sometimes there aren't kids around and then they're having to hang out with each other and become friends. So there's a lot of different perks to traveling, you know, with kids in regards to the their vocabulary. And it's not just their words. It's honestly their personalities change mm-hmm. for the better. That social communication too, you know, having to interact with people that do things differently, that eat different foods, that don't speak your language, that's going to really help build that social communication also. So that's another great perk to traveling. I know that all kids have different comforts when it comes to food and eating. Some kids are pickier eaters than others. And especially with a lot of the kids that we work with, that's a scary thing for some parents is to get out of their normal environment when they don't know if they're going to have as much control over food. And I think with road trips, like you talked earlier, it's a little bit easier because you can pack your snacks, you can pack your lunches, you can pack that food. But when you kind of get out of that, have you found any tips or tricks that work with your girls as far as meal times, or do you kind of just not worry about that when you're on vacation? How does that work for your family? So I do, I do bring some snacks. I do bring some food. I go and get fresh fruit, things like that. But honestly, if my daughter just wants to eat tortillas and butter all day in Mexico, oh, well, like I'll get back on track when we get home. So I don't really worry about it because it's just a short time of their lives. I I do encourage them to try new things, but I will say five and three-year-old, they're still picky. Right. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, and for you as a mom, having to set them up for success and navigating a menu that you can't even read, I can't imagine thinking about how you would order food in South Korea and even be able to order noodles or something. How do you do that? app there's I think it's Papago app and you can actually screenshot the menu and it'll translate for you oh my gosh what a game changer so we talked about some road trip kind of hacks finding the parks to give them time to get energy out and then the snacks and the food do you have any tips for when you're flying on a plane with little ones what are some of your go-tos to kind of help them get through any flight whether it's an hour and a half or six hours, what do you go to? Okay. So I always get to the airport an hour earlier than they say. So domestic is two is, this is what, you know, TSA suggests two hours for domestic, three hours for international. I do four and three. So I do a big buffer because of parking security. If you're there early, you just don't get stressed out because things always take longer with kids. So that's probably the first tip. People hate that tip. Getting to the airport early, we look and find the kid areas because some airports have like a whole play area. So getting energy out helps. We always have food. So I have like a snackle box with a bunch of different snacks. Before flight, I get my kids involved. So they help with the snackle box. They also help pack a few things. Like we always bring one or two books. Um, those are checked, but a few toys, 
um, things like that. Download movies from Netflix, Disney app. Those don't take up a lot of space on your device. Headphones. We practice headphones beforehand. A handful of new toys. And I don't get new toys before every flight. I actually have a drawer that I just throw things in after the flights and then they're new the next flight. Oh, Um, good idea. So with TSA, you need to know the rules. I always have the information from their website about traveling with children because the formula, breast milk, cooling packs, liquid medicine, all those are excluded from the 311 liquid policy. You can even bring toddler water through. But the TSA agents may try to take them. They've tried to take those squeezable food pouches before from us. And I just showed all the information to the agent. I will say with the certain airlines, I do search on their website what is allowed beforehand because every airline has a different policy and people don't understand that. But it's all listed on their, you know, the airline's websites. All you have to do is American Airlines traveling with children and it'll pull up. That makes sense. Do you have an airline preference when you guys travel or do you just kind of go based on what the times are and what works for you? Nonstop. That's my preference. <laughs> so American Airlines, if I can, just because, you know, AA has the has the hub at DFW, there's more nonstop flights. Well, we wanted to talk a little bit about safety when you travel, because that's a big deal too. It's a whole nother level when you've got little kids running in different directions or that you just need to make sure that they're staying safe when you're using public transportation or whatever it may be in another city. Do you have some ways that you like to stay safe? Right before a trip, I ran into this little kid at Target and he had he lost his mom. So I do a air tag watch for them. It would not prevent them from being kidnapped because it's very visible, but it would prevent them from getting lost because I'd be able to track them. So I do an air tag. And if people are worried about kids getting kidnapped, you can hide it in a shoe. Um, in regards to travel, I always research places and know where to go. You know, as parents, when we travel, I feel like I definitely am very aware of the fact that my emotions and keeping them in check, like you said, getting to the airport early so that you're not stressed out makes a world of difference to set the tone for how the vacation day is going to go. Yes. And that's why, honestly, I do have somewhat of an itinerary for every trip. And I do. I'm one of those crazy people that have like downtime in my itinerary, but I have suggestions of parks and things like that. So that is something that I do that helps. There are ways to enjoy a vacation with kids and have some adult activities mixed in there. And I would say, and I don't know, I'm sure this has been your experience because you have continued to travel, but with everything with kids, you have to keep doing it over and over again for them to figure it out and learn the routine. I think they learn that routine at the same time that we're learning the routine. And of course they grow and change and it gets easier, but have you seen that kind of in general with traveling, the more you do it, the more y'all are figuring it out. And the more that the girls are figuring it out. Has that been your experience? hundred percent, 110%. My kids now play 
airport. That's so fun. So it is fun. Like my daughter loves the toll road where the the thing goes up. Like every time they have certain things they love just about the travel day. But we do, other than Crested Butte, we do go to new places. So we just tell them, hey, this is beach. This is city. You know, that's kind of how we explain it to them. And now I am getting them involved and helping them pack that, you know, they've always been able to take one or two books and things like that. So they get excited. Do you have any packing hacks? Do you use packing cubes or do you use certain things to keep yourself organized while you're traveling? Oh my gosh, I have drawers of stuff I've collected over the years. I love packing cubes and what I've done. I've realized packing cubes are great in regards to unpacking when you're at a destination. I'll do outfits and I do them in order. And then when we get to a place, I just throw them in a dresser drawer. So it's really easy. Um, And then I have a few shoes, things like that. I also have an outfit planner that I bought from Etsy. So I reuse that every time. So I've got that. I've got a little bag for all the kid medicine. I love it. Well, that's really helpful to have a system that works every time. And then your kids can learn the system. And then when they're old enough or able, then they'll be able to easily grab what they need to throw on for the day. Yes. That's always the goal. Yep. (laughs) Independence (laughs) while traveling. When you're in a city like New York, what's your best way of getting around the city? I had a stroller for my five-year-old in New York, and I did that the majority of the time. I think once or twice we did have to do a cab, but also in New York, you can do a service called, it's not baby cabs, it's called Kid Moto, and they will pick you up from the airport and have a car seat for the age and weight of your child. That was one of my questions because we've traveled with the little foldable boosters that will open up and you can kind of adjust the seatbelt to make sure it's good just from getting from the airport to the hotel. But when they're smaller and you do need that rear facing car seat, that's a lot to travel with. So it's really nice that they have those services for that. And I know it's probably not perfectly structured, but it sounds like y'all really try to stick to a routine to make it doable when you're traveling so much. And do you feel like that's just kind of been what's made it easier for y'all to be consistent with travel? Absolutely. My kids thrive from a schedule. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not always a set schedule and travel days. When I say travel days, it's like the day it takes for you to get to a place. Those are typically crazy chaos. Um, But yeah, the structured days, they like it. And my husband does work some remotely. And so typically that's why we go, we do a big activity in the morning, followed by lunch, followed by a break. Um, So then he can work during that break. I feel like one of the dilemmas for people who have a week off and they decide, okay, we're going to go on vacation. I know we're always thinking, okay, do we go back to a place that we absolutely loved? Or do we check out something new? So how do you guys kind of decide, like there's such benefits to, like you said, going to Crested Butte and you have this familiarity with this town and it's the same kind of situation versus going somewhere new. Like what advice would you give to families who are trying to figure out how often they should return back to the same place? I would try out a different place. 
you know, how else are you going to find another new it spot? And I mean, honestly, some places I've found were by accident. We had a family trip to Barbados. I was looking at the islands and countries nearby. And I stumbled upon St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And oh my gosh, it was amazing. There was nobody on the beach. It was one of those places I want to go back because it wasn't crowded. I just would look at Instagram for inspiration on finding other places. I remember, I think we had just had our first kid. And I remember someone telling us that one of the best things you can do for a family is travel as far as keeping your family close and just feeling like a tighter family unit. And at that time for us, travel meant like maybe hopping on board with my husband's work trip and tagging along or staying in Texas for those first few years, because that's what we could do. But we really tried to make it happen. Even if it was a short road trip, just that process of packing your family up, getting in the car, going somewhere different, coming home. It was almost the process of it. Um, and also the experience, but as I'm having a child go into high school, this has all really even made more sense to me because those times are so precious when you can get it with just your family. And like you said with earlier, with your kids being able to bond when they're together, when they're away, we've really seen that with our kids, especially if they don't have friends with them, they're having to bond with each other. And I really believe that's going to make a big difference as they become adults in their future. And so travel, whether it's far away or just getting away for the weekend, I feel like is has been huge. When we travel, we are together like nonstop. And it's really special. I love it. And I love seeing all these new places with them. What about your favorite type of luggage? Because this is something that we've gone back and forth on with rolling luggage versus the backpack that I feel like the boys are great at carrying, but they hurt. It's too hard for me. So do you have a favorite type of luggage? I I like the four wheeled lightweight luggage. And that's also because sometimes I'll be like pushing a double stroller or a single stroller and have another bag that you can push any kind of way you want. And I, we've had the same brand since I was studied abroad in 2008. So we had multiple bricks luggage, but they have multiple different kinds um, of those four wheels because then you can push it any way you want. And do you have your girls carry a little backpack with their own toys or anything that they want to pack? I pick it because I kind of want them to be surprised, but we have our little travel section of toys. Do you have a favorite carry on that you're putting all these things in? I just got a new Osprey bag and I got it because it has multiple pockets. It's got a place for your laptop. But before that, I honestly did the diaper backpack. I did this like black backpack with a bunch of stuff in it. And I just switched out of that like six months ago. How are you keeping your wallet and those valuables or passport safe when you travel? So for the travel day, I got this, it's kind of like a notebook and it has a spot for each passport and all of your important cards and money and things like that. 
I love how you're real. You can just tell that you guys are having fun as a family and that you're just enjoying yourselves. And I think that's just what everyone wants to see. I feel like I'm better equipped to travel based on the tips that you've given. And you're so giving with your time and your tips. Do you have anything that's next for Audio's team? Are you going to maybe help other people do this? Or do you have any other projects in the works? We're just going to keep traveling as a family and kind of we'll see what it takes us. I mean, who knows? Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out our website, thespeechsource.com. Also check us out on Instagram for more ideas on speech, language, feeding, and play.